Hey, what's up guys? This is Courtney, the host of the Black Dad Chronicles show. And today's episode is a re-release of my conversation with my good friend, Demetra Stokes. I am re-releasing previous episodes of the show because I am building up to the re-release of the Black Dad Chronicles show. Notice I am saying show instead of podcast because this is going to be a show about all things black fatherhood and even some things that aren't black fatherhood i'll be talking tech i'll be talking sports i'll be talking music sometimes i'll be talking how to make pancakes you know just little tips and tricks and you know just things that dads talk about and think about on just and i know this just from conversations with my friends and stuff like that just things we think about as dads that you wouldn't think that we think about so on today's episode like i said we're uh i'm gonna be talking to my good friend demetra stokes and i am re-uploading all not all of my uh former episodes but a few of my past episodes just to build to the re-release of the black dad chronicles show and it's going to be an all-new show so be ready strap yourself in get your popcorn and enjoy the show peace going on everybody this is Courtney McIntosh you know who I am this is another episode of the Black Dad Chronicles and I have a special guest today uh, I'm honored to have this man on the show uh, he is a father husband preacher mortgage expert and someone who I like to call my brother give it up for Demetrius Stokes Michi Mitch, how you doing today Morgan, that's a great intro, man. You know, mortgage expert. I don't know about all that, but uh, yeah, man. You know, uh, happy to be here on the world famous Black Dad Chronicles. You know, uh, good to be here, man. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, you know. I've been trying to get you uh, involved for a long time. First, I was trying to get you on the blog. Uh, you didn't want to cooperate, you know, <laughs> try to get you as the first guest on the show, you know, he is my best friend and someone, like I said, who I call. I'm a busy man, man, life, life just takes us different places and, and, you know, we're involved in different things, you know, so hey. That's true, and a new baby would do that to you. That's right. So, how you been, man? So, new baby. New right? baby, yeah. So, yeah. you know what the show is about, it's mm-hmm. about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tell the people something about yourself. Uh, well, you gave quite quite the intro there, but you know, um, husband, father of many. Uh, my kids range in age from you know from sixteen, and the, is my oldest, and then my newest, of course, is almost three months. So interesting dynamic in the home when you know you got a kid that's almost you know out of the home. We hope, Lord willing, please God. But, uh, and then with a new baby at home. So, we got a lot of interesting things going on in the family. You know, we got the blended thing going on. We have a child with special needs. So, you know, we got a, we got a lot of things going on that makes our family unique. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a challenge that, you know, my wife and I have, uh, have been given. And, hey, it's, uh, it's all good. It's good stuff. That's good, man. So, you know, a lot of people, um, don't have, you know, the fatherhood experience that you have had, you know, you go from like all types of ends of the spectrum, you know, blended family, um, teenager, baby, special needs child, you know, you can kind of hit on, I think a lot of people can relate to you because a lot of you, you have a lot of your, your situation is relatable in a lot of ways. Um, what are some of the struggles that you uh, that you encounter dealing with such a, a varied, you know, familiar familial structure? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, I won't divulge all of them on the uh, podcasting airways, obviously, but I mean, you got to divulge. So. Uh, well, some, you know, the some that I that I'm willing to share, I guess. But I mean, you know. You have your typical things, especially, you know, my, my, my son obviously is, um, I had my son when I was a, uh, a sophomore in college. And so, uh, oh, I remember when, that. Yes. Yes. You, you remember the, the infamous day. So I was, you know, a sophomore in college. 
um, you know, obviously by the time I met my uh, my wife, my son was four years old. Um, so, you know, you have the dynamic where there is another parent involved. Uh, obviously, you have to kind of navigate through. Um, and I actually have custody of my son, which is a unique, you know, situation too. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've had custody of him since he was in the fourth grade, and now he's a tenth grader. So, um, you know, you have you have that dynamic in, or, or I guess you have that uh, situation. I guess where you know you're you're dealing with you know trying to raise a child with um, a step parent. You know, my wife obviously uh, we don't really use the step terminology, but technically speaking. Um, she's his stepmother, and then you, you know, you have the dynamic of his mother not being in the home, but also wanting to um, obviously have input in his rearing and upbringing. So there's been some challenges there, you know, no, no short of shortness of drama uh, over the course of, you know, the the 16 years that he has uh, has been on Earth. Uh, but you know, you try to uh, navigate through that. You hope that people can mature. And grow up. Uh, we haven't gotten there fully, but um, but you know, hopefully, Lord willing, things are on the right track. Obviously, you know, the 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 goal with him is to try to get him um in a position where he finishes high school and attends college. That's a goal that he has, and obviously, that's a goal that you know, as his parents, you know, we want to support and have for him as well. So you just deal with that all all that. It's, it's just an interesting dynamic, man. You have to deal with that. Um, like I said, no shortness of drama. Obviously, um, you know when you're talking about a situation where there are, you know, you got the mom, the dad, step parent involved, uh, who's heavily involved. You know, my wife has uh, been a, a huge influence in his life. A, you know, for for many many years and for a long time, um, you know, the main mother figure in his life. So, um, but when you have that dynamic, you know, you really just have to. Um, you know, in some ways, try to try to try to try to work together. Um, you know, like I said, it's a work in progress. We're getting there, but um, I think ultimately, we all want the same things, which is for our you know son to be a productive citizen, or sons, I should say, to be productive citizens. Uh, you know, in in society. So it's interesting, man, to say the least. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what's your background like as far as you know, um, when you grew up, uh, you know, were your parents in home? Yeah. What were you? Uh, what was your rearing like? Yeah. So, so that's also interesting, right? Because um, born and raised in Detroit. Uh, interesting in that you know, um, my parents were were 18 and 19 when I was born and then I was 20 when I became a dad so that that's interesting big difference though um, with me and I don't say it in a bragging or braggadocious or boastful way at all is that you know I kinda stayed uh, active in my son's life from the point that he was born uh, you know my father was kinda in and out of my life growing up um, really not a um, an active participant in my upbringing um, he had some trouble, some issues with certain things, uh, spent time in jail, things of that nature. Uh, my mother also had her struggles and her and her um, battles and issues with certain things. Uh, so actually, I was actually raised by my um, by my grandparents. Um, a combination, really. I lived with my maternal grandparents, but my paternal grandmother and my aunt, my dad's my dad's sister. Um, had a heavy influence in my upbringing, uh, but yeah, man, I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, you know, it was a um, it was the best situation for me. You know, in hindsight, you know, being a grown man now and looking back on it, you know, obviously you have those longings to be with your parents and right. and wanting them to to bring you up and to raise you. But it was definitely the best situation, you know, for me. My grandparents, um, you know, took me in. Um, did the best they could. Uh, you know, my grandfather was a, a hardworking man. He was a electrician, a self-employed man. Um, did all he could to, to raise his family. My grandmother was a nurse until she um, she retired from that that profession. So you know, it was really a great um, example for me to see. Even though they weren't my 
uh, you know, my, my parents, but it was a good, good situation and good opportunity for me to see, uh, you know, a husband and a wife working together to um, support and, and raise and rear a family and really a heavy influence on, you know, what I do today and doing the same with my wife and, and my family. So interesting dynamic, man, you know, as a child, you know, there was resentfulness because your pops wasn't around or, you know, your mom's, you know, wasn't always there. But, you know, the right people were there and the right people were in place. I had great support from uh, even other family members beyond my my two grandmothers, my grandfather and my aunt. I had uncles, you know, who were very supportive, cousins, um, you know, very close family friends and all like that. I was truly like a village kid. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really was a um, was a product of, of of an environment like that. So, yeah. Okay, that's beautiful, man. You know, a lot of times it seems like uh, people don't have good mentors to look up to. Um, so, um, it's good to see that you actually had people in your life um, that were there for you um, as a support system that you can look up to uh, and that can, you know, guide you along the correct path. Uh, you know, the last podcast we had um, was with, you know, my one, one of the guys who I count as my mentors. Um, and, you know, a lot, that's one thing that I'm finding a lot of, a lot of guys, um, especially our age for some reason, um, a lot, a, a lot of guys I talk to don't really, didn't really have, you know, mentors. And surely, growing up in the neighborhoods that we grew up in, you saw the the end result of that. A lot of guys ended up, you know, in the streets. You know, a lot of guys not making it to twenty one, or you know, ending up on the corner or something like that. So it's good to see that you know you had that, and you really were, you know, the village kid. You know, being raised by that village. I, you know, I love your family. You know, strong family. I remember how funny your grandparents were. You know, especially your grandpops. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it was a trip. Yeah, and I had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of support too from, uh, from my church. Obviously, you know, if you if you grow up in a house with grandparents, you know, it's a prerequisite that you uh, you got to go to church. But you know, I wasn't one of those kids that had to be dragged. Out to church, I actually enjoyed it. Had made and had great friends there, things of that nature. But one of the things that I also saw was I actually saw men who were raising their kids, who were loving their wives, and and being involved in their families. So although that was something that uh, wasn't, you know, well, I did have it with my grandfather, but it wasn't something that I saw with my father personally. Mm -hmm. I saw it with, you know, other men. In, in those environments, in, in church and things of that nature. And that was also very instrumental uh, in, in just my, my worldview and my perspective on on how I wanted to be, you know, when I got to the point of, of having a family. So, Okay. Um, now, uh, looking back, how does the way you were raised kind of influence how you parent now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously it was a lot different, you know, back then than it is yeah, right. than it is today. I find myself, you know, using phrases and terminology <laughs> that uh, that my grandparents used when fat meat is greasy, yeah, stuff like that, you yeah. know. Um, but and my kids are like, what? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Uh, but but I probably rear and raise a little a little differently. I'm probably not as, you know. My grandparents were I don't want to say they were strict because you know they did they did give me give me freedom to do things like I wasn't that kid that was like oh this is the church kid he can't ever do anything he can't ever go anywhere I went to parties I did things like that you know we we I had fun and and all of that stuff uh but you know um I'm definitely influenced by by their parenting but I don't think our styles are the same um my grandmother was quite the yeller, oh, you yeah. know, when I was coming up, you know, she could, it was so funny, I always used to joke around and say she was the only person I knew that could cuss you out without actually saying a literal cuss word, mm -hmm. uh, so she was like that, I think if anything, I probably took more of the parenting style of my grandfather, my grandfather was, um, 
you know a little more laid back although I'm probably I'm probably a mix in the middle because I can, I can get intense right I can I can fuss and, and get on my kids a little bit but um, you know I'm probably you know my wife would probably say that she's more of the disciplinarian than than I am um, even though I do discipline I'm probably a little more laid back uh, I probably give the kids a little more uh, a little more rain than she probably would uh, but but yeah, man, so I, there was an influence there, but I mean, you know, um, it probably would take somebody else looking and observing me who was around during both times to say, oh, well, you do have a little bit of, of this or a little bit of the way your grandmother did this. But I mean, you know, kids today are so, so different than even, right, right. even, even we were when we were younger and the world is so much different. I do think that definitely my kids and probably just kids in general um are more sheltered today than than they were probably back when we were younger i mean we would go out you know there would be times where i would leave the house at in the summer we on summer break i leave the house at like nine ten o'clock in the morning and i wouldn't come back in the house until you know nine ten o'clock at night right right like nowadays you know that's not something that <laughs> that you would, you would do with your kids, and it's it's partially because you know the way times have changed. Yeah, times man. have changed. You know, the world is a little crazier. It was crazy back then, but it's even crazier now. Technology. Yeah, all of all of those things factor in. You know, kids don't like to play outside like they used to. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and then my kids especially, they go outside for like five minutes. They come back in like, oh, I'm done. I want some water <laughs> or, you know, what what not. But um. But yeah, so it's 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 different times, uh, you know. So, yeah. All right, so you got two boys, three girls. Right. Are you are you a cream puff to the girls? Because I know I am. Yeah, man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, probably so. Uh, you know, my oldest daughter is um, very. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she's 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 shy. Just like you. Yeah, she's shy kinda, but she's like coming out of that shell a little bit. She's she's kinda getting this um you know, this outgoing nature about her and she's very talkative. Mm. Um, I joked on social media just the just the uh, other day that if there was an Olympics for, for talking she would be, you know, a gold medalist. She's the Simone Biles of speech. Um <laughs> she can she can talk. And then so so yeah so you know she could she could ask me for something and I'll say no and then she'll come back and you know maybe ask it a different way <laughs> and I'll I'll wilt sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I don't but uh but yeah am I am I am I a little more cream puffish to the girls versus the boys uh, probably so is you know but you know equal I'm an equal opportunity uh parent I would like to think but. But yeah, if, if if you're asking others and people watch, I'm probably a little more, a little softy around the around the girls. They probably got me wrapped around their finger, which is why my daughter today could ask for McDonald's and you know on a whim, you know I just like up oh, drop everything I'm doing, go get the baby some McDonald's. So and that's not even healthy for her. So I feel feel like a bad parent in that regard. But hey, but yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, girls, I'm, I'm probably a, probably a bit bit of a softy with them. Yeah. All right, so, <clears throat> all right, so, the dynamic between the girls and the boys, because you know I've hung around your kids a lot uh, since they were babies. You know, me, you know, for you guys that don't know, uh, Meech and I have been friends since we were fourteen and fifteen. You know, met up on uh, at Tender Rec Center. And we're twenty now. Yeah, yeah, right. you know, <laughs> twenty. Uh, but yeah, you know, so Meech and I have, you know, we we grew up around each other. Um, you know, I've watched his kids grow. He's watched my kids grow. Um, and it's just like, you know, you have those people who you experience, you know, life experience with. Like, I kind of, like, joke around, you know, with my wife, tell her, like, you know, Meech is kind of like my soulmate because, you know, Meech is, like, all my major things that I've done, you know what I'm saying, you know, Meech was, like, literally there, you know what I'm saying, like, all the major things he's done, you know, I've been there, um, so, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, 
his his aunt Lisa used to joke around, and she still says it every every time you know I see her. Like you know, remember when uh when you know you we used to think you we used to act like you and Dink was twins, you know, because we kind of look alike a little bit. No, we don't. Not no, not as adults, but you know, he was a lot more yellower than I was as a better kid. looking as well. Stop it. Um, but you know, it's 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 great to have you know. Uh, that person to to go to when because you know uh your son is older than mine so i i kind of go to you with uh you know questions advice on you know navigating those teenage years man so you know it's good to have you know people around um like that to inspire you and to help you grow you know they say iron sharp as iron you know i consider you know, not only do I consider Meech, you know, my brother, but he's my accountability partner too, man. So, whenever I'm having issues or feeling down in my spirit and stuff like that, he's always the first person I call, always the first person I ask, like, yo, man, give me a, a good verse to read and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I got to appreciate him for, you know, being always there for me, man. So, you know, that's just a little history, a little background on us. So, um Thanks, brother. That was nice. Yeah, uh, rarely do I get get a, a niceties from you. Oh, so whatever. <laughs> much 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 obliged. So yeah. So um, you know, uh, what are some of the differences you see now, man? You know, when it comes to parenting in gen- general. I know we touched on you know technology mm-hmm. earlier, and I think that's probably like the main difference. You know, as it pertains to when we were young, because when we were young. I don't know about you. I didn't get my first Nintendo probably to like I was seven or eight, and then we played it once and it broke. But yeah. you know, we weren't looking to be inside in the house. You know, we would, you know, just want to be outside all day. We looked for the houses where all the bikes was in the neighborhood. Um, you know, and that's where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but, you know, at certain points, like in the morning, my grandfather didn't want me to be outside in the summertime because it used to be super hot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the only time, you know, we would actually be inside, man. So how how do you think? Well, okay, let me let me rephrase the question. So how have you changed as a parent from? 16 from you know in the in the past 16 years from you being mm-hmm. 20 21 20 20 to you yeah. being 36 right right so. yeah um well i mean obviously you know when you well first of all the plan wasn't to be a dad at 20 right, right. you know stuff happens um and so really at that age right you kind of go or try to parent based on kind of how you were brought up. You asked that question, you know, you know, earlier, because you really don't, you know, for like, you really don't know your, know your way for lack of a better term. Like, you know, you know, I became a dad at 20 years old. The only thing that I knew was that I was going to be there no matter what. That was the, that was the, that was the plan. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make some of the same mistakes that, you know, my dad made with me. Um, So, you know, that's what I knew, that I was going to be there regardless. And really, when you become a father at that age, a lot of what you're doing is you're almost kind of like growing up with the kids, so to speak. Learning on the fly. You're kind of learning a lot, you know, learning a lot on the fly, taking nuggets from how you were reared, you know, as as a kid yourself. Until you kind of get your own niche and, and you know, your own style. And so, you know, probably from a parental perspective, you know, it probably took me really until, you know, my son was probably about, you know, man, somewhere between, like, when things really got serious is when I, like, like tried to, you know, for my son, I, I my oldest son, pursuing custody of him, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of when it was like man, I really need to kind of get, and, and I mean, I always provided, right, I had jobs, I worked, you know, 
pay you know when it, when I had to pay child support did that or the, you know the whole nine uh, but but it was really like when I was trying to you know pursue custody and everything it's like when it was really like man I gotta kind of put it all together you know get get myself in gear and then that's when I really started to uh, I guess um, notice kind of uh, me kind of I guess carving my own niche if you will uh, and de and developing my own style and and of doing things as far as from a parenting standpoint and then by that point I was married too so then you have you know a spouse that you can um, kind of bounce things off of they can make suggestions to you and you guys can kind of work together to kind of develop um, you know parental a parental style or parental parental guidelines to help you kind of mold mold this kid so really early on man it was a lot of like you said on the fly training it was just like man you know um i never knew i didn't i didn't have it too well i will say this my grandmother um towards the latter years of like high school worked in daycare mm -hmm. like right so like she retired so then she started taking care of a few kids out of the house just to make some extra money so from those experiences, like I remembered how to like change a diaper or right. or prepare a bottle or you know or, and do little things like that. But I mean, those were things that I did like every now and then. Right. This was now you got to change diapers regularly. You got to feed this baby. You know, you got to mix formula. You got to do the whole nine full time job. And so yeah, it was full time, and and it was a lot of like on the fly stuff. A lot of a lot of mistakes, and it's so funny. I heard somebody say this, I don't remember who it was, but like it's almost like your first kid, especially when you have a kid young, like your first kid is like the guinea pig, you know, right? Like the first kid is like, like the get like the guinea pig, you know, and unfortunately, you know, my son was was the guinea pig. You know, you 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 make a lot of mistakes. You, you do a lot of things the wrong way. And then the other kids that come along, <laughs> you learn from what you did with the first time. Right. And you don't, you know, you don't make, you know, you don't make some of those mistakes. It's like now, you know, I got a, a baby here now that's um, almost three months old. And we know that, like, our other kids had a history of, you know, with uh, feeding, they had, a, they had a history of being lactose intolerant. Right. So, you know... What ended up happening with my other my two daughters, right? We we go through all of this these different formulas until we like find one that actually works. Well, this time around, we we're like, man, skip that, bump that. We're not gonna try, you know, all of this stuff. We're gonna go straight to the sensitivity because we know that all the kids before her mm -hmm. were were lactose intolerant. We don't want to deal with all the gas issues, all the problems. We just gonna go straight to that, and we did that. And, you know, for the most part, it's been, it's been good. So you kind of just, like I said, that first kid is the guinea pig. And then, you know, if you continue to have more, you kind of learn from the lessons the first time around, learn from the mistakes so you don't, you know, you don't repeat those. So it's kind of how it kind of how it's been going for me over over the years. All right. So um, so when you first found out that your wife was, you know, pregnant with a new baby. Yeah. What did you what What were you thinking for the first time? <laughs> uh, oh my God! First of all, I don't know who was more upset. I mean, okay. First of all, let me rephrase. Let me back up. Not upset in the way that's like, oh my God, <laughs> this child coming is like an utter disappointment. But like, it wasn't the play. It wasn't in the plan. It wasn't in our plan. Maybe in God's plan, but obviously it wasn't. It wasn't in ours. So I remember. Like um, asking my wife, like, cause I do. She she had asked me to go buy a pregnancy test, right? And I'm like, oh God, no, because and I'm and I'm and I'm reacting that way because every time I've bought my wife, she's asked to go buy a pregnancy test. She's been pregnant, <laughs> like every time. So I'm like, crap, we are screwed. So I go buy a test, right? And um, I remember like being in the basement, and and I always like. I always like watch TV in the basement, fall asleep, right, and then go to come to come to bed or whatever. And um, and I I remember I was intentionally trying to force myself not to fall asleep because I wanted to be awake when she took the test because I wanted to 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 see the results. And so 
Of course, I, I didn't make it. I ended up falling asleep. I wake up in the middle of the night, like 1 in the morning, go fly upstairs. She's knocked out, right? And uh, my wife hates for you to wake her up. You know, in the middle, if she's asleep. Shout oh out to Mrs. God. Stokes. Yeah, she hates for you to wake her up. But I was like, I'm just going to deal with it tonight. <laughs> I'm about to wake her up. So I'm like, babe, babe, babe. She's like, what, what? I'm like, did you take the test? And then she was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and I knew when she said that, bro, I was like, oh, we're done for. Well, not in that way, but yeah. it's like, gosh. So here's the thing. So initially, um, our reaction, I think, was one of like, I don't want to say selfishness, but we were kind of thinking about, because look, we um, we had some plans for some some trips Does and vacations, trip? right? Right. So, yeah, because this, you know, this year I'm celebrate. We're um, we'll be married ten years this year, and so we were gonna go to Jamaica and renew our vows, and we had all these other plans and just different things. And so, you know, a new baby puts all that stuff on hold, mm-hmm. right? So we're like, man, you know, we don't really want to mess this up, <laughs> like you know. And you know what? And to be honest with you, we were at a really good place. Uh, in our lives in terms of, you know, kind of professionally, you know, financially, um, in the sense that, you know, bills, you know, bills get paid, kids good, everything was straight. And, um, you know, one of the things that I found out throughout life is that, you know, um, the, the best test, or I guess a lot of tests come, you know, especially, uh, you know, tests or, or trials or or um, challenges or whatever you want to call them from God come, you know, and and they take you out of that comfort zone. So we were kind of like, man, like this is really, really taking us out of our comfort zone. Uh, but, you know, baby's here now. Um, couldn't be happier. You know, she, she brings a lot of joy and excitement, you know, to the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It just uh, wasn't initially in the plans, but of course now you know we're we're glad that she's she's a part of the family. So yeah. Uh, all right now you know rewind a little bit. You said you know you guys were at a, a good place. So right. You know, go back and kind of expound on that because one thing that I find, and you know, you and I don't necessarily I don't, don't want to say have this issue. Because uh, you and I talk all the time. But, you know, with men, uh, a lot of times they're reluctant to talk about their struggles, talk mm-hmm. about their issues, especially, you know, um, like when it comes to dealing with issues in their marriage mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So, right. you know, just kind of take us back a little bit. Just talk right. about that and talk about your struggles, how it affected you parenting. Sure. And then, you know, how you, you know, how you guys broke through that. Yeah, man. Well, you know, um, um, I heard of this cat. I don't know if people listening have heard of him, but this guy named B.J. Thompson. Mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. Um, and he's a, uh, I think he has like a, uh, he does like this um, kind of family marriage, uh, like ministry slash, you know, kind of organization called Build a Better Us. And um, I heard him say one time that um, that marriage is uh, the inescapable community. And so what he meant by that is like, you know, like if you live in a bad neighborhood, you know, and you have the means to get out, right? You, you're going to try to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to try to leave and go somewhere better. And, you know, marriage... The intent, right? You know, a lot of people, if it gets bad, they get out, right? Right. But the intent, and my wife and I were just talking about this like last week. Um, You know, the intent is that you stick it out through, you know, through thick and thin. It's the inescapable community because you see the the best of of a person and you also see like the absolute worst um, of, of a person. And you have to resolve... And make the decision that either I'm going to stick this thing out um, or I'm going to bail. My wife was actually talking about this last week. And she was talking about just how um, marriage is like intended to like make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is a person that is especially like because my wife was like, you know, was was, you know, the, you know, 
the the queen of independence i think you know she was single independent took care of herself worked on all that stuff right and then here you go you got this guy he's already got you know a kid covered along and and like you know it's like this guy is coming with this stuff and invading my space and now you know we're in this relationship and now this marriage together like he bring it on my his bag yeah right my, you know right right you taking off my so, closet it, right and it's like you know th- here's a person that really is you know you know everybody like oh you know how when somebody like if you're too close to somebody it's like okay let me back off because you're invading my private space but like in a marriage like they're always gonna invade your private space. Right. Like they're always gonna, they're always gonna be there. So it's this inescapable community. But um, just like you know, I, I think with any, you know, relationship, I you know, you have you have your rough patches, right? You have your your issues and your difficulties. And there were times where we didn't think we were gonna make it. You know, there were times where we didn't think uh, we we you know we we would make it through. Um, but you know, we um, resolved. To, to work on things um you know nobody's perfect we've had to do counseling we have to do you know a lot of different things just to kind of get our thoughts out and express ourselves and tell tell each other how we feel about certain things and sometimes the best thing to do in those settings is to have like a mediator or somebody to mm-hmm. you know to kind of kind of and there's still things right you know when, you, when you're in a when you're in a lifelong uh relationship with somebody like you know, everything is not roses. Everything is not peachy king. You know, everything's not great. There are um, there are rough patches. So we, you know, really, particularly in the first five years of our marriage, you know, things were things were rough. Um, and then you know, we kind of got over that hump. And you know, really, you know, there's some things I had to change. There's some things she had to change. And not saying that it's anywhere near perfection now, um, but you know, it's certainly better. And um, you know, and, and, and it's and it's great to see, uh, and really it's just by it's by God's grace. It's it's nothing else, uh, because you know a lesser a lesser person, a lesser couple would have just said, ah man, squash it, forget it. Especially when you think about the fact some of the we've had some of the hurdles, right? You're talking about, you know, you're coming together in this relationship in this marriage, and you know, there's a guy he already has you know a kid and and. You know, then, you know, early, especially when we were younger, you know, you got, you know, you got baby mama drama. Yeah. You got, you got all these different things, all these different dynamics right. where a person who's coming into that situation is like, wait a minute, my life apart from this was cool. Like, my life apart from all of this was, was straight. Like, why would I even want to involve myself with all of that? Um, and so for a person to come into that situation and, and you know, and love us, and really care for us, and you know, and and treat and treat mine like they're like they're hers. You know, there's no um, there's no favoritism. Like if you yeah, you've been around us a long time. Mm-hmm. You you see the dynamic. Like if if my wife's yelling at one, you know, she yelling at all of them, right? If <laughs> yeah. my wife's giving to one, she's giving to all of them. So. Um, you know, it's really, it's really none of that. But go ahead and give her a shout out, man, because you ain't even really shouted her out, man. Go oh, ahead well, and give her a shout yeah, out. well, we'll we'll say that for the end of the oh, show. She's she's a great lady. She knows that. And one um, of the, see one of the things I, I love about your wife is because she she's old school. She doesn't sugarcoat right. anything. She tell you what's exactly on her mind and don't and don't care about your feelings. It's basically you know. <laughs> F your couch, you yeah, know. Man, but the, I like that about her because a lot of people who are like that, you know, they we, won't necessarily. They'll try to hide themselves or you know, yeah, put on a mat, but she's like, "This is me, one hundred percent." Right. Real. She definitely speaks her mind. Um, we we talk a lot about because we're. I think we're like, you know, complete opposites in that way. Oh, like, yes. She's very introverted. I'm very extroverted. Uh, I'm very, I'm pretty outgoing. She's not. You know that you just uh, said the same thing. Yeah, I know. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> oh my bad. She, uh, uh, she's very blunt. Mm-hmm. Speaks her mind. I'm probably a little more diplomatic in my approach, <laughs> uh, and we talk about that a lot, right? I'm like sometimes I'm like, you know, babe, that wasn't very tactful, like the way you, the way you had to that, and then she'll just be like, shut up, I don't care. <laughs> 
I don't care what you know. But um, and then sometimes she'll say to me like, you know, hey, you really need to stand up for yourself, you know, in this in this situation or or what have you. And I think that's one of the cool dynamics too with with relationships. Like I think you know God will put two people together who who complement one another. Maybe one person has something that the other person doesn't. And you know when you're in a relationship with them for a long, long time, you 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 kind of look at okay, well, how do they handle? Like okay, for example, if I'm uh, you know a little more passive, I ain't weak, but I'm just saying like if I'm a little more passive, maybe she's a little more aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I watch her over the years. How do I how do I take some of that you know some of that aggression and apply it to me? And how does she take some of my diplomacy right and and apply that um you know to her not saying that like she just like straight ghetto and hood no, my wife's she's not, not, you know. not like that at all but she's like again very very blunt will speak her mind a lot you know and sometimes you know i'm like you know sometimes the the situation doesn't call for that so but circling back to what what we were what the your original question was but it's just that you know really um a long time ago, I heard somebody say that, you know, um, um, in marriage, that it is a lifetime of forgiving and a lifetime of repenting or a lifetime of saying, I'm sorry, because you're going to jack up. You're going to make mistakes. I mean, you're in a lifelong relationship Sometimes with somebody. Every single day, you're going man. to make mistakes. Yeah. So you need to learn how to say, you know what? I messed up. My bad. I'm sorry. It's hard. Cause it's still hard to this day to admit that you're wrong. I be telling my wife all the time, like I don't think I ever heard you say I'm sorry for nothing. She's like, yes, I do, you know. But um, but it's just a lifetime of that saying, you know, I, I'm sorry, and then it's a lifetime of saying, you know what? Okay, yeah, you messed up. I forgive you. You know, let's try to move on, move on from this, and um, you know, and that's what it is, man. So yeah, so you know, when I when I say we're in a good place. That doesn't mean that we were in a perfect place. Right. That just means that you know we we've seen some evidence of, of of God working and improving our relationship, not only with one another, but those you know with with the kids and and and, and all of that. So um, so yeah, so it's uh you know it's been it's been it's been good, and uh, hoping that it just gets better as the as the years go on. So. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. So, you've uh, recently taken on, you know, a new title in your personal life. Yeah. You know, you're a pastor now. You know, <laughs> shout out to Pastor Meach. You oh know what I'm saying? God. You know. Um, so. <laughs> That's another thing my wife yelled at me about the other day. So hey, let me take let me let me I gotta share because I didn't even tell you this. So I was shared shared on the on the Black Dead Chronicles. So. Um, and then, please circle back to your question. I didn't mean to cut you off, right. but um, I spoke at um, a friend's church on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. right? And so when they introduce him, you know, they do a little intro or whatever. And so he said, "Oh, he's the uh, you know the associate pastor, you know, at the you know any names church center of Spirit and Truth." And well, so look, you can look, shout out church, oh, yeah, out, yeah, man. CST, you know, shout a, out, yeah, yeah, shout out, shout out to CST, the whole fam over there for sure. And so. <laughs> And so uh, my wife's just like my wife's like, what 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 did what did you get a t- what did the title change? And I'm like, first of all, we sat out and we talked about oh my, this. You didn't tell her, man. No, of course I did. Oh, it was, no, of course I did. It was me. you know every, you know you talk, you, you did with the hustle and bustle, everything that was going on with a new baby in the crib and all mm-hmm. of that. I'm like, we sat out and we talked about this. Don't don't you recall? But yeah, but yeah, so yeah, man, so um. Yeah, I um, uh, started preaching, what, about four years ago, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, served as minister in various roles, and, you know, always said that I didn't want to be a pastor, like, that wasn't something that I saw myself doing, and, uh, you know, um, great opportunity um, at CST, where we, we both, actually, but we attend the same church. Yep. Um, so, um, great opportunity there under some great guys to learn and to grow and, uh, got great opportunities to speak and really just hone the craft of, you know, preaching and, um, you know, pastor came with the opportunity and, 
you know, I was just like, hey, he's like, I see this for you. This is, you know, where where, where I kind of see it going. And, you know, I think you're ready for it. And I'm like, hey, you know, it wasn't anything I asked for. Um, you know, it wasn't anything I pursued. And so when something comes at you like that, you know, it's like, man, okay, this is, you know, this came from somewhere else. Right. You know, it came, it, came, it came from God. And so, um, you know, taking on the role. Really hasn't changed what I really do in the church a whole lot, you know. I kind of, um, you know, and what's cool about about our church is that you kind of, you know, nobody puts on any airs, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, you got a pastor and you got, you know, co-pastors and, I, you know, associate pastor and all of that stuff. But, you know, I'm associate pastor and I'm holding the plate, you know, doing the offering. Right, or, right. You know, or you know, whatever, whatever needs to be done. If you know, it, it, you know, it gets done. So it's not really about titles or or anything like that. But it is a change, man. And um, you know, and just the way, the trajectory of my life, man. Because it wasn't. It's funny. My grandmother thought that I was actually going to be a pastor. I remember sitting down at the kitchen table with her when I was like 16 years old. And I was like, guess what I want to be when I grow up? And she was like, oh, I know a pastor. Man, I laughed bad. I was laughing like the tears was in my eyes. You know, I'm like, no, I want to be a broadcast journalist. I want to be on TV, broadcasting sports and all of that. And so, you know, I'm sure she's probably, you know, in heaven now laughing like, ah, I told you so, boy. So, so yeah, man, different, um, you know, different season in life. Um, I'm learning a lot. You know, spending a lot of time, you know, studying and and trying to, um, you know, get better. And it's really helping me um, in dealing with people, right? Because, you know, um, those are the type of roles where you are, you know, giving people advice. Right. You know, you're praying for people. I mean, and you can do that in any aspect, you know, any position in life. You don't have to be a pastor to pray for somebody. But right. I'm just saying just the way that... Um, your dealings with people kind of change, you know, as well, um, and you just kind of learn more about people and how to relate and how to, you know, help them deal with different different aspects right, of, right. of things. Because I don't know that I've ever been um, um, an expert, so to speak, at at giving advice, but you know, I find that now people come to me and ask me things and ask my thoughts on certain things, and I have to be able to. To tell them something, right? right to give right. them, to give them an answer, and so, you know, I do the best I can, man. I'm a human being, just like everybody else. I don't, you know, ain't, ain't saying I'm anything special, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a new challenge and um, something I'm interested in seeing, you know, seeing what happens as as uh, as my life, Lord willing, progresses. So, all right, I only got a couple more questions. Okay. Left, so, so you know, sticking with you know, you you know, you know, you know your new position, you mm-hmm. know. So your kids, man, they're going to be PKs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you remember, you know what, it, what you know, I everybody know say about PKs. the PKs, yeah. man. So, yeah, I know so how So how has that, um, you know, kind of influenced your parenting? Man, actually, it hasn't really changed my parenting okay. at all. Expound on that. To be, to be honest, uh, because... Um, because I already, I think we already kind of had a structure in place where we were kind of already kind of rearing and raising our kids, uh, uh, you know, with kind of a God first mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as that goes, I don't really see, um, you know, see a, a huge difference in how we're how we're bringing up kids. I don't think that I'm gonna um, particularly change anything because of you know, a title right. that I that I that I've been given. I think that, you know, our goal and, and one thing that we've agreed on, you know, my wife and I as, you know, as a unit, is that, you know, we wanna raise our kids up to be, you know, to be God fearing and to be um, productive citizens in society. So right. we um you know, I don't know that our approach will be different. I don't I don't think it will. I think we are gonna keep, you know, kinda doing what we're doing and and uh and hoping that it sticks so uh-huh. yeah yeah right so uh you know so how has 
overall, you know, when you look back on, you know, because you've been a father for 16 years, right. you know, um, just going back, how has fatherhood changed you? Hmm. It's definitely, um, you know, like I said, and just going circling back to, you know, becoming a dad at 20 years old, it definitely probably matured me and grew mm -hmm. me up a lot faster. Um, it's definitely... I want to say giving me purpose. That's kind of like putting too much on the, giving the kids too much credit. But, <laughs> oh, um, you know, it's definitely, uh, definitely, I think, instilled or placed in me this responsibility uh, that, you know, here I have been entrusted with, you know, some lives and I need to be you know, the best example that I can be for the lives that I've been entrusted with. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very, very conscious of, you know, kind of the moves I make, what I do, where I go, you know, who I hang around, who I bring my kids around, you know, all of those type of type of things. Um, and really, the one thing that really um, patience has been a huge one, specifically because or particularly because um of my daughter with special needs right mm -hmm. um i have we have a seven-year-old daughter she has autism and so um one of the things that she's definitely in rearing her specifically has taught is patience because um and really a, an appreciation just for the little things because mm -hmm. you know she's seven years old now three years ago she couldn't talk right and so now, it's so funny. This is a, actually a hilarious story. Um, just the day before yesterday. Um, no, just yesterday. Today's Friday, right? So just just yesterday, I was like, hey, Lay, you know, tomorrow's Friday. And she goes, no school on Friday. And I'm like, no, honey, you know, you got school tomorrow. It's one more day of school. Um... You know, you, you we got school tomorrow. And then she goes, she like stumps her feet. And she goes, I, but I don't want to go to school. <laughs> and so, you know, immediately like my, my, my parental mm -hmm. antennas pop up. Because it's like, wait a minute, are you getting fresh with me? Like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to school. But then at the same time, I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, but I don't want to go to school. She can articulate that. Like, now. she just articulated to me like something that. She didn't want, which is something that even, you know, a couple years ago, you know, she couldn't do. So it was like, ah, I'm, you know, hey, you know, you can't talk to dad that way. But at the same time, I was like, man, like, you know, good job, you know, and, yeah. and she's bringing home a little like flashcards and we're showing her. So she's slowly but surely kind of learning to read words and things of that nature. Um, so with her, I think she's kind of shown me uh as a dad that the simple things in life are so important like the the things that we take for granted mm -hmm. are, are are so important like just being able to s say words and just to, to speak and to, to you know to articulate things and to, and to and to, you know to get up and she's you know she's a great kid she's you know um a happy kid she she sings she runs around does all these different things and you know we we were concerned and you know there still are concerns no doubt mm -hmm. but we were concerned about her you know her quality of life when we first found out that she was autistic because we're like well you know where is she on the spectrum you know will she ever talk um will she ever you know, um, you know, do do certain things, and so we're prepared, obviously, for the long haul to care for her if that's if that's what's needed. But you know, I also trust and 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 believe that um, you know, as she develops and she's got great teachers in school and mm -hmm. she's been she's been in great environments from an educational standpoint, that maybe she'll develop to the point um, where there'll be some independence. So um, so we're we're working towards that as well. But um, but just as a dad, man, you know, she's been she's been the of all my kids, she's been the best teacher. She's taught oh, me. Okay. I like um, that. I like that. Yeah, she's taught me more. Um, I've learned from all all the experiences, but with her, 
you know, she's taught me taught me so much because, you know, you kind of just have to scale it all back. Right. You know, you got these big hopes and dreams for your kids. Oh, can't wait to throw a baseball with my son, or I can't wait to, you know, go to, uh, you know, whatever, you know, a dance with my daughter, or or right. this and that. And, you know, for her, it's like, hey, I can't wait till she can say a complete sentence and she can do that now. I can't wait till she, you know, can can say, you know, have 25 or 30 words in her vocabulary. And now she has more than that. So those things kind of take you back to the simple things. So, yeah, because yeah. I remember when she was, you know, first born and, how you know, just interacting with her. And then it's like. It just totally changed. You know, right. you know how I feel about her. You know, she's my goddaughter, but right. you know how she feels about me. How you know, I'm kind of, you know, yeah. she has a lot of anxieties, yeah. and that's just not with that's just not with you. But that's just like um, it's a thing about guys. Like if it's not me, you know, there's usually this. Um, Especially like a guy, you know, I don't I don't have the deepest voice in the world for those that are listening. You're not listening to Barry White right now. But, um, you know, something about booming, vo- booming deep voices, you know, it, it kind of kind of scares her a little bit. But she and she so she has some anxieties. So, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, you know, you know how you know my feelings. I was kind of hurt about, you know, that. But, yeah. you know, my my dream is to one day because the only time. That she hasn't run away from me is, you know, had just danced on the Wii. Right. And, and she was dancing and she right. looked over at me and she looked back at the TV and then she looked over at me again. As long as I was dancing, she was fine. Yeah. As long as I wasn't trying to have a conversation with her. Yeah, just dance. Know, said, just, just dance. dance. Don't talk to yeah, me. Don't like, sing the song. Don't, don't sing. But, yeah, she don't like sing-along. She is a solo artist. <laughs> she sings songs, but those are not opportunities for you to sing with her. Those are opportunities for you to enjoy a solo concert. Don't sing with her. All right, so uh, two more questions. All right. All right. So maybe three. Uh, okay. But so you got five kids total, two mm. boys, three girls. Mm. So, I know it's kind of hard for all five for you to give this accurate take. Yeah. But, because I, I can tell you what I what my answer to this question would be for you. Mm-hmm. But, how have you, um, how, do, how do your kids' personalities remind you of your own? Mm. You want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about mine? Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, all I'm... your kids are smart asses <laughs> just like you are oh man the expect the older three oh my goodness and you know i love lourdes and she'll say something to me and i'll just have, like did she really just say this yeah but then it's like you know what yeah my daughter my oldest is my oldest daughter is definitely she she's a little sassy yeah uh, for and sure, and it's funny with DJ. It's like yeah, he kind of has that deadpan, like dry humor yeah. kind of. He's mad annoying. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, just he's, like you. He's 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 he's, he's mad. He's mad annoying. Uh, I don't think though. But like he he's he's. The, I'm not super cynical, and he is. Oh, like yeah. like oh, I'm, yeah. like I could be sarcastic and and smart alecky, um, but he he's like really like. He's really like a glass half empty, <laughs> like worst. Always thinking of like the worst case scenario, um, you know, kind of cynical type of dude. Uh, but you know, but a smart guy, right? He's right. you know smart, um, and so yeah. So, but I think of all the ki- all the kids, right? My oldest daughter has probably the 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 most of my personality just um her even though in some circles people see her and like oh my gosh she's so shy but just her personality um the way she interacts with people um the way she feels and kind of cares about people the way she dissed me about comic books (laughs) yeah and so well i I guess we did i I diss you about comic books too so i guess we do have that alike but um, just just her personality is definitely um, probably the when I look at her, that's kind of the the kid where I see the most reflection of myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the rest of them, you know, 
all the bad traits they get from from mom. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah. Way to but, slide that yeah, in there. Yeah, sneak that in there. But yeah, but my daughter probably is definitely the oldest daughter is definitely the most uh, like like me. I think the other ones, like you said, have little it's bits and pieces of of me kind of intertwined in there. So. All right. I'm not saying two more questions, but I gotta ask you this because of the flack that I took okay. uh, a couple episodes ago. You know, growing up as a kid in the '90s, uh-huh. being a fan of Bad Boy Records, that's that right. you were, that's right. Would you put a Mace in your top five favorite rappers? My favorite, and and I know if Johnny Mason listens to this podcast, <laughs> you know he probably gonna give me a hard time. Mine, yes, okay, because because for me. In the 90s, right? You know, you had Bad Boy, right? You had Death Row. And for me, Bad Boy was just... Because we, were, we, were, we weren't really, you know... I don't want to say all the thugs listen to Death Row. Right, yes. I'm not, that's not yes. what... I don't want to imply yes. that. Because I did listen to... I liked Snoop. And I liked the... First of all, the Dog Pound, to me, is one of the most underrated rap groups. Even though they only made, like, a couple albums. I think but, two. Yeah, but they're one of the most underrated rap groups... For me, in in of all time, like Dog Food was a dope album, and Death Row has some dope, you know, some dope music. But for me, as a fun loving kid that like to have fun, that like to dance, that mm-hmm. like to, you know, fool around, and 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 it was just kind of carefree. Bad Boy kind of represented that, and and like Mace was kind of like the poster child yes. for that. I know that that wasn't his original persona because he had the whole murder Mace thing. I was murdered. You know? P. Diddy made me right, pretty. Right, P. Diddy made me pretty. So they had that whole thing they had that whole thing going on. So for me, yeah, man, like Mace is is one of my, you know, one of my top 5. Not I'm not saying he is in the top 5 all time like if we're ranking all time. I'm just saying my personal favorite Mace is in my top five for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last question. Yeah. If you could sum up fatherhood in one word, mm. what would it be? Well, that's actually a good question. Mm. To sum up fatherhood in one word. I'm stumping, <laughs> stumping the swami right the now. Uh, fatherhood in one word. If it's summed up, I would say love. You sum it up in one word. For me personally, I, it it would be love. Um, you know, I know people might be listening to this show that come from different walks of life, different beliefs. But I'm under the personal belief that, um, you know, my job as a dad is to be a reflection of the love that God has for us as His children. For my children here, you know, on earth, right? Because really, ultimately, in, in our in 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 our worldview, the way we see things, right. that those kids they belong they belong to him. So he's entrusting us with these lives uh, to to rear them and to bring them up, and to be a reflection of the love that he has for us. So that means the sacrificing, right? That means the 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 providing, the protecting, um, all of those things that come. To come with it, I think love encompasses, you know, all of that. So when I go to work every day to provide for my family, you know, that's love, right? When I, um, you know, make sure, you know, no hurt, harm, or danger comes to them. The protecting factor, you know, that's love. When I, you know, drive my daughter to to dance class on Wednesday nights and coach my son's basketball team, Girl and, Scouts, you know, and Girl Scouts and you know, therapy with my, you know, with my other daughter, you know, well baby checkups, I just did one on Wednesday, you know, all of those things are all encompassed, you know, for me in one word, and that would be love, because, you know, that's, that's what motivates us and empowers us to, to be the best possible, you know, fathers, mothers, whatever it is, brother, sister, that we, you know, that we, that we can be, so, yeah, love, man. Alright, so I got a bonus question for Okay, you. I'm just throwing question. this in. Is it? Uh, is this a light question? Is this something light? Because this, this has been a heavy, quite a heavy interview, man. Yeah, this, I, I listened this, to your last interview. You know, you had some fun, you know, <laughs> hip-hop stuff in there. I was, you know, but that's okay. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm all right, you know. That's okay. good. That's all good. Uh, so, um, 
iPhone or Android, and why? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not a I'm not a phony. You know, there there there's foodies and then there's phonies, right? There's people that love phone. Courtney is a phone. This dude is uber obsessed with a phone. So I recently switched. What? Couple months ago, sorry. Yeah. A couple months ago, I switched uh, from Android. I was a long time Android user to an iPhone. And I'm gonna just say this right now on on the airwaves. I've been converted, man. Simple as that. No no pun intended there. But I've I've been converted. I I really like the iPhone. I have, I've had an iPad for for several years, and I love that. I just never thought that I would like the phone. Um, and I'm not a big like I don't use other than like social media and texting and calling people. I'm not really into my phone like that. I know you know all the specs and <laughs> all that stuff. Like that's not that's not my my that's not my wave. But uh, but right now I'm on the and I'm on the iPhone, man. So that's that's what I'm rocking with. I rock, I'm rocking with the iPhone, baby. All right, brother Demetrius Stokes. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, man. It's been fun, man. Appreciate it, man. We'll get. I'll, I'll have to get you on. You know, again, just you know, we talk something different next time. Hey, you know, my good. my goal is to get a, a, a hip hop roundtable <laughs> with me and my friends, as I call it. So much flack, you know, with my top five favorite MCs pick. So I definitely want to have you on that, man. You know, you was king of the cash money back in the day. Oh man, come on, man. Don't don't get me started on the old school cash money. I know we about to end this show, but hey. All right. 400 degrees. So there you have it. Brother, father, husband, doctor, <laughs> pastor, coach. That's one thing we didn't talk about that I want to talk about, you know, maybe on a later date. But coach, Demetrius Stokes. Uh, this has been another episode of the Black Dad Chronicles. And this episode, once again, was brought to you by Kate Couture Sweets. If you need a cake or cupcakes or... Any kind of dessert for weddings, corporate events, birthday parties, Sweetest Day, Valentine's Day. Just because, Kate Couture. You can go to www.couturedcakery.com to check out the website, check out the prices, check out the menu. Um, guarantee you won't be let down. Um, once again, that is www.katecouturedcakery.com. This has been another episode of the Black Dad Chronicles. Peace and love.